Hello and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 217 for Patch 5.4. Our topic for this episode is Heroes of Hearthstone. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface, and I play a goblin hunter. Hey everybody, this is Root. I play a goblin warlock. We are a podcast for the casual world of Warcraft player. Coming up here in episode number 217 of Hearthcast, we talk about the lore of the heroes of Hearthstone. Dead Guy joins us to talk about the achievements going away after 5.4. Demonic Rick stops by and answers a few questions about how he plays Hearthstone. What would you do if your other life as a role player came knocking? And after the show, stay tuned for an aspect of the daddy on more ways you can earn money at home. So, freckle face. So rude. What's up with you this week in the world of Warcraft? I finished the lore master of Cataclysm part. Awesome. Yeah, finished up Vashir. There's a lot of quests in that zone. Yeah, there are. A lot of people just skip that whole zone. I know. I liked it. I know. I did like it. I don't know why it didn't occur to me before, but it finally dawned on me, oh, this is the place I read about when I read about the Sundering. Oh. I knew Naga were night elves. They're corrupted. I didn't make the connection that the Naga and Vashir were actually... All of the old night elves under Queen Azara, and they all sank. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, they sank with the sundering oh. of Azeroth, and that's where they went. Okay. Apparently, they turned into Naga. Yeah. 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 So I had never put those two and two together. But now you did. Now I did. So it's pretty cool. Awesome. Okay, so lore master wise. So now I finished Outland, I finished Northrend, and now I've done Cataclysm. So all I have left to do is some, some few zones in the Eastern Kingdom in Kalimdor. Now Iron Freck, she is level twenty-three. Whoa! And I have this lore master achievement to do uh, Lock Modan in Wetlands. So even though she's a human and she was over in Elwyn Forest. I took her over to Loch Modan to have her quest there. Sure. Okay. So I'm getting more in the groove of it. Um, I had a challenging moment and a scary moment over in Loch Modan. One of them was one of the last quests where you go into the ogre part over in the northeast side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's a big ogre in a cave. And I attempted to kill him about four times. And it was just not happening. It kept on like overwhelming my pet. Because here's the thing. I can't pick a specialization. Right. So all I have is Shadow Bolt, Curse of Agony, the dot one, and then the Curse of Enfeeblement. Which I've played a Warlock before. I've never bothered to use the Curse of Enfeeblement before. But I only have three spells. <laughs> so, you know, if I can mitigate their damage a little bit, it, sure. it helps. You know? I remember that, that curse. Yeah. Yeah. When's the last time you used it? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So see what I'm saying? I'm just using it, everything I got. There used to be a point when you when you would use that, if I remember right, like when the boss 
got down like a certain you just like because it makes them hit less or something right right, right. so it's like when they're getting you know down like oh, okay give them enfeeblement <laughs> it was one of those like last minute eh, let's throw that on there too oh okay so yeah i kept having to uh run away i do have fear oh. and that worked on him did but... you glyph the... oh you can't glyph can you? no i can't oh. glyph wow yeah yeah so uh so you have the fear that makes them run crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> sound crazy. Sometimes they run right over to their buddies. So yeah, you gotta be careful with that. I got him done, and then there was another quest where I had to go into this camp of uh, these Twilight cultists, and they basically had one object in the middle of the camp I had to kill, and I got impatient. Uh oh. And so I'd been killing these dudes. I'm like, let me just kill the thing, right? And all of a sudden they turn on me, and I'm like, halfway killed this thing. I'm like, I got to finish it. So I killed it, and it started to run. Now I got four guys on me. Pet's dead. So I just like running, running. They keep on casting these runes that luckily they have to stop and cast. Okay. And it's a ground area effect, so I'm running anyways. So it has no uh, effect on me. So I was able to get away. But I got down. If I tell you the hit points, you would laugh because the amount of hit points I have in the first place is like the amount your warlock has and like it's pinky. <laughs> so it doesn't matter, but... It was basically like 5%. I'll say that. Wow. And then... You were sweating. I was sweating. My heart was pounding. <laughs> I was like, I know this can't be the end. Not no, like not, not like, like this. this. <laughs> <laughs> they kept uh, stunning me and I, uh, or making me slow. And I had forgotten about one key spell, which is every man for himself, the human racial. Yeah. You know, just smells yeah. moving and parent effects. So I had forgotten about that. Didn't follow my own advice of keeping your escape spells handy. Handy, right. Handy, yeah. But I got through it and I finished Lockmodan, moved on to Wetlands. One thing I am really liking about the challenge is that questing is actually very seamless. I mean, by the time I finish all of the zone, is like when the last quest turned green. Oh, and well, then it's time to move on. Time to move on. There's none of this. You know, I get to like a third or a half of it, and then everything's green. Okay, let me go figure out where the next zone is. It's Everything is tuned to have no buffs, so I'm not getting ahead of the quest. I'm just going with it, and it's, it's going very smoothly. That makes sense, kind of, yeah. 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 Not having green gear is, I think that's okay, I would prefer to have green gear, especially because I like getting the stat upgrade and not getting that at all. <laughs> right. But not being able to pick a spec, that's a really tough one. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're a warrior and going around with the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> at least you don't have like an add-on or something going, hey, you should choose a spec. Hey, hey, you should choose a spec. Yeah, that's true. Hey. You haven't chosen a spec yet. You should choose a spec. Does your item do that? Uh, Zyger guides will do that. Oh, it would? Yeah. Zyger guides will do that. You wouldn't be allowed to use it. Right. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. yeah. Yeah. So what's been going on with you? Well, like a lot of people, uh, my raid night was um, interrupted, or or should I say Blizzard gave me the night off would be another way to oh, say okay. it. Yeah. You know, you know, some authentication server uh-huh. error or something the other night, you know, just like, well, you know, I get the message. I'll, I'll just go chill. Yeah. Yeah, Hearthstone, you know, no, that no, wasn't happening because, no. you know, same thing. <laughs> yeah, I got a error message that said that my table will be ready in less than a month. I thought it was more than a month. 
It's less than a month. But Are you still, sure? Yeah. The alligator was going this way. No, it's going the other way. To evil. Uh, right, Point okay. is, that's not a that's not a helpful amount of time. <laughs> You'll be loud in Hearthstone in less than a month. Okay, thanks. So <laughs> appreciate that, Blues. <laughs> no, that's it's cool. No, it was all right. You know, I took the night off. That was cool. You know, went out and uh, really didn't know what to do with myself. Really. <laughs> Came out, the whole family looked at me like, well, who are you? you, know, <laughs> what, are you what are you doing here? Why isn't your hat on? <laughs> you know, we didn't set a spot for you. <laughs> right. They're all chilling and watching something. Oh, you know, yeah, I can't really talk about I There's two shows that I absolutely can't stand on TV. And they, they being the rest of my family, mm-hmm. for some reason, watches one of them. How dare they? And I, it, it's, no, I don't... <laughs> What is it? Um, it's the uh the clown car one. Um, what was it like? Nineteen babies and counting. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I just don't like that show. It's just a waste of time, in my opinion. Okay. And then, so well, reality shows in general, or that particular show, that particular one, you know, so. it's a waste. Okay. Absolutely, I would rather than watch something on ancient aliens. Or have you ever no. seen Toddlers in Tears? No. no okay, thank so. you. They could be watching that. <laughs> Anything's better than that show. Yeah. So, you know, I could, being the dead, you know, I could come in and and invoke that power. Okay. And be like, it's my TV. (laughs) (laughs) You can leave now. But I was just like, um... Yeah, cool. So I went that was, in. That's very thoughtful of you. Yeah, I chilled. <laughs> I went to the back porch, chilled, played some guitar. You know, I had the good night off. So okay. it was all right. So it was yeah. all cool. Yeah. Um, but everything else right now is just what I'm calling business as usual. You know, I'm planting my song song bells on all my all my farms, doing all the farming, getting my moats and turning my stuff into my spirits harmony, moats of harmony, whatever. Getting all that, doing my normal daily. Uh, whiz, whizzy biggle thing on my uh, on my uh, engineer. Okay, it's like Jared something or the power source. I don't know what it is. It looks like a battery. So I do one of those, and I'm getting it ready because I'm gonna, I'm going to make you one of the pads, the engineer pads. Yay! Yeah, it should be ready like this weekend. So we gotta we gotta figure out which one you're gonna get. Right. Because I can do two, and then I gotta start the process over. You get the other one. So oh. and then that's fun. Um, Dark Rose got a piece of gear off the Celestials. Okay, that was all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was really weird too because, like, I don't know if I was in my group or not. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I was in the group, and I was running across like to get back to the Celestials because okay. I I did I always do Ordos first. Okay. And so, I remembered what tune I was on. You know? Good. And so after Ordos, I jump off the edge like I normally do, pop my glider like I normally mm-hmm. like I should be doing on on my druid, and or my engineer I should say. Fly on down there, and I noticed that they'd pulled Nigzao or whatever, whoever it was, and so I targeted it, and the health bar was yellow for me, so it wasn't grayed out. Okay. And so I'm like, oh, cool. And so I just jump over the edge, and I get in on the kill. All right. And then the people are like, when are we going to pull? <laughs> I'm like, I guess it wasn't my group. <laughs> So I don't I don't know if it's a faction tag. I guess it's faction. I don't know. Yeah, it's faction tag. So yeah, I guess I killed it without my group. I killed some that is tagged along somebody else's group. Oh well. Yeah, I don't know. You thinking too hard about it? Uh, probably. Just go with it. Yeah, I just left. I'm like, okay, done. I mean, anything in the time of style, you throw a thing on it, you're good. Or you, actually, if you're near a group, someone in your group does a thing on it, you're good. Yeah, it's good. You just throw it. Hey, yeah. I've been in order group, so I didn't make it in time, and I still got loot. Remember, oh, I was like flying across the yeah. bridge, and I'm like. 
eh, almost, and I fell down. Instead, I was like, I have to go all the way around now. That's what I mean. I in, got loot in, in Ordos when I when when right before that, uh, Darkrus died, and so you like you you know you res right around the corner or you spirit whatever. Well, you shouldn't. Yeah. No, I didn't res. I started okay, I started to run back, and and then I got loot. I'm like, oh, oh. All right. and had all the gold. Right, then right, right. I went ahead and went back, and you know, rezzed, and then prowled out of there because you know, <laughs> I'm such the man. <laughs> Just sneaking by, guys. Don't worry about me. So, you know, oddly enough, I did Ordos on my rogue, which has worse gear than boosted characters now. <laughs> Just kind of sad, and <laughs> fought Ordos, and it was a really bad group. It took, oh, it took like the whole time, and then. It just, it stopped. The guy stopped. like phased out or something. Like we took too oh, long. Oh, yeah. And I got the achievement for killing Ordos, but no loot. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> and weird. everyone's standing around like, oh, what, happened? what happened? What happened? Yeah, I've had him do you that. You know, it's a, a bad times. group when about like eight people out of your raid like just got the achievement for killing Ordos. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> <laughs> I've seen those before. I'm like, I fit in with this group, but I don't want to fit in with this group. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah I, I was doing um, where was I? I was in one of the, I guess. Oh, I was, trying, I was still trying to do like the LFRs, you know, to get because I haven't really completed the. Well, I haven't. It's not really. I just haven't completed the LFRs with with Dark Roast yet. Getting closer, but I was trying to get part four done. You know, the last part, and I get in there and people are like, "Oh, this place is cool. It's my first time here." I'm like, "Oh, this is not going to go well." <laughs> <You know? laughs> Because it's, you know, if you have a boosted character and you're in there, at least you kind of, you know what to expect. Okay. Yeah. And when you get people who are either boosted or not boosted, and they're just like, this place is really neat. What are those guys do? Don't, don't, don't talk to them. <laughs> uh, there was a group I was with and I kept trying to tell people, you know, stick to the right here, stick to the left. That No. There's one hunter just kept going, let's pull the whole room. No, we don't have, oh, stop. <laughs> you know? Okay. Why people can't dance and hunters? Okay, just don't perpetuate the myth. Okay, you know? <laughs> yeah. just don't do that. So yeah, it was it was bad. Just talking about why people can't dance. I can dance. Okay. Anyhow, um, you and I, Freck, we had our meetup, and in the same night we had the meetup, there was a Hearthstone fireside event, and first one, you know, it what? was the first day that it had launched. Yes, first day it yeah. launched. Um, we didn't host it. Should we should preface you know you know this? It didn't go as smooth as I thought it would be, no. you know. And it's not. I'm not trying to cast blame, but what I want people to be aware of is that this can happen. This is one of those you, you get what you get. It's a roll of the dice, really. Uh, the location we were at, really, you know, yeah, they might have advertised for it, but that was about it. When you showed up, they gave you the Wi-Fi password, and there you go. Good luck. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. If that, because a lot of people were asking us for the Wi-Fi password. Their Wi-Fi was not good. Their strength, their signal strength was good, but like they had a, a cap. Like you could have 20 people max on the Wi-Fi or something, and then it would cache the connections. And then the girl up front, as soon as enough people would complain, she would re- reboot the router, and that would knock everybody else who was mm-hmm. on off. It's in the middle of a game. And now you're lagging out. Now you gotta restart that game. Right, yeah. and, and you're playing Hearthstone, you know, and you're trying to do your your ability, you know, your weapon or whatever, uh-huh. and it's just lagging. And you're like watching this thing go. Okay, 
maybe it'll reconnect. Maybe it won't. Um, so, yeah, the place we're at really, I feel, could have done something. They didn't do anything. And that's not any fault of Blizzard's. They, the place we're at did nothing to accommodate the players uh, who were there for that event. Uh, in fact, they kind of, uh, you know, there's, okay, people have iPads. It was a barcade. So you're either going to try to stand around and awkwardly hold your iPad, right. you know, and find people to challenge. And some people had laptops. So there was only a certain amount of places you could go with your laptop, tablets, or whatever that were accommodating to that. One of them being the bar. That's true. When we first got there, no problem. Come sit at the bar. Cool. All right. We left for dinner for our meetup, came back. Now... They want a drink minimum at the bar, right. like one drink per hour. It's like, and you know, they're already kind of expensive there for yeah. beverages. So I was like, you know, come on, guys, we're you know, you know what we're here for, it's right? Not, and so that was kind of bothering me. Now there were some technical issues we ran into as well. We played the the requisite three people. You know, uh, I know you did. I know I did. I know the other people there did because we 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 can count to three. <laughs> it's not difficult. And a lot of people did not receive their card back. And then there were a couple technical issues where I like uh, I handed my iPad to somebody. I logged down to Hearthstone, handed them my iPad. They logged in, did the authenticator. Cool. Now they can play. And some people got their, their iPad achievement. So they got the free pack for the iPad thing. That was cool. Yeah. Um, other people who forgot their iPads or whatever, they were able to play. But I would show up as still online in Hearthstone. When I wasn't online, and people would try to challenge me, and it would automatically say I was declining their challenge. And then when I finally got my iPad back and logged mm-hmm. in as myself, then I wasn't showing up as you know friends near me or players near me. There was a lot of weird issues like that going on. There was weird issues, yeah, because, like I said, we were there at two different times. We were there at the beginning. At the bottom of your friends list, it said friends near me, and it would show people as battle tags, and you could just challenge them that way. And then all of a sudden, the next time, it just wasn't showing up at all. But it had said, the description, you can challenge either friends near you or people on your friends list. So I fought people on my friends list and didn't get anything. Now, another meetup that happened in town, we didn't go to, but we were hearing about this secondhand. Um, It was at a big bookstore, and there was a firewall. So they couldn't see the friends near me. They all had to sit there and exchange battle tags. Right, yeah, the firewall issues, yeah. Yeah. So... That place did not take that into consideration when they were setting that up either. Maybe they couldn't have known. I don't know. Well, moving forward, you and I are going to host an event soon. TM. Borrow Blizzard's TM for this one. (laughs) Um, But we are going to be actually talking to the locations that we're planning these at. And we're going to make sure that we can bring... I'm going to bring basically my large Wi-Fi stuff in from, uh, from work and set it up there. So we know we'll have a robust enough network to support all that. Um, so that's going to be fun when it happens, you know, and we just want to make sure that, that we can support everybody that comes in and we want to make sure it's going to be a fun time for everybody, not at least a piece of paper when you walk in the door, like here's this little card, you know, with here's all the information about Hearthstone for you to make something, 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 you know, that's not on Blizzard and technical issues going to happen. It's first time. So we'll take it from there. I had fun. It was cool seeing all the people playing Hearthstone. Yeah. That was cool. And everybody was super nice about it. Everybody was super friendly. Mm-hmm. It was neat, 
you know, people go, oh, you're here for the Hearthstone event. Yeah, yeah, come on up. And it was an immediate icebreaker and talking, and that was really cool. So I, I really enjoyed that part of it. But technical issues aside, you had a great time, and hopefully we'll be able to, uh, you know, take two and get, her, get it all right and get our card backs and stuff. So if you guys find uh, these fireside events, go to them. They're fun. They're worth it. You can take your laptops if you have a laptop, iPad if you have an iPad, or just show up and, uh, you know, bring your, your authenticator with you because somebody like me might be there who goes, here, play on my iPad for a while, and then stays right beside you in arm's length so you don't run away. Hi, Root Freckleface. It's been a while. This is now just to you on the last episode where Root thought he was on his druid and he hopped off, uh, I guess a cliff or a bridge and he intended to glide down. And when he mentioned that, um, you know, I, I just kept hearing Captain Kirk's voice from the final frontier saying, ask, what does God need with a starship? And I just got to ask Root, what does a druid need with a glider? I mean, they could just turn into birds. All right. Anyway, uh, love the show. Safety one, over and out. Oh, safety one. When's the last time you're on the timeless aisle? Because last time I was there, you can't fly. Nope. It's a <laughs> mist or something. Yeah. Which don't make no sense because... You go up on on like kind of a mountain thing. So <laughs> you're up higher. Shh, shh, don't, okay. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Don't don't think. You don't just don't can't fly. You can't fly anytime time aside. Just leave it at that. Just shh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, motorcycles. <laughs> oh, shiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know. Normally, yes. If I jump off somewhere, then man, I got boom. I'm a bird. Good to go. But um, and you know what? I, I will admit this. And I played a face palm, but this is just a face palm. For some reason, my first jump, I thought that was automatic. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought I would automatically <laughs> bird. <Spot-wing>. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so everyone rolled a jury then. Yeah. 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 I also thought that the the glider was automatic the first time. <laughs> I didn't die then. Almost. So I made it like right uh, there at the shrine. Where the little mm-hmm. engineer spot is, I made it, and I'm like, oh, it's good. It's yeah. Hard. And I put it on my on my on my cloak. I'm like, oh, it's on my cloak. Uh-huh. And I can run, 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 jump out to the side, jump off the edge, <laughs> thinking it's gonna pop out. And he's like, <laughs> okay, Google <laughs> how to fly with. <laughs> uh. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, other than that, that would have been cool if if it uh, if I flew automatically like that, it would have been really sweet. But unfortunately, on the timeless aisle, that doesn't happen. But thank you so much for calling in. Oh and, yeah, it's been yeah, a while. I missed you too long, yeah. too long. We need to keep up to date with you where you're at, uh, what what towns you're in, what, what parts of the world you're seeing. Yeah. What uh, what foods at the rest stops and stuff? Yeah, because you know you like that iron skillet. Mm. Mm. Iron skillet at the petrol. Anyhow, (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank you so much for calling in there, Safety. Really, really do appreciate that. Getting to know the heroes of Hearthstone. Hearthstone, for many WoW players, is an easy game to get into. The characters and abilities, they're rather familiar to us. This week, we're going to take a closer look at the current card deck heroes in Hearthstone and get to know them just a little better. So first you have Thrall. He represents the Shaman deck. We should be all pretty familiar with Thrall, but he was the first of the new generation of Shaman after the Orcs were corrupted. He was also the World Shaman, and he mended the rift that kept Azeroth from being destroyed. And when he starts a battle, he says, The elements will destroy you. The elements will destroy you. That doesn't sound like a thrall at all. No, it doesn't. It's like... That was close. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a, oh, one of the orc peons, though. <laughs> Work complete. Yep, there you go. <laughs> what about Gina Proudmore? The mage deck. Which makes sense. She is the leader of the Kirin Tor, which is the mage council. Uh, a little bit of background on Jaina. She almost drowned Ogremar out of rage for Theramar being destroyed, but her dragon boyfriend calmed her down. Yeah, I was going to say, she had some of that dragon come in and say, hey, hey, Jaina, chill. Right. And she said, okay. Yeah, one of my least favorite moments in lore. <laughs> Dead dragon, that's all I'm saying. Well, it was this huge build-up to that, right? It huge was. Huge build-up. And you know, I'm just like, it's going to go, it's going to happen. And then, you know, Thrall can't stop her. Thrall's having no effect right. on her. And no. I thought they had a little thing going on, you know. Everyone did. And it's, I'm like, come on, Thrall. Oh, no, oh, no. I am a dragon. Don't do that. Okay. Done. What? <laughs> what? You know, but you know what it, it is. It's the blue hair. No, it's not. It's not. What do you mean it's not? It's not. Have you seen um, Calic Ghost? It's not about the blue hair. Sure it is. He's a dad. He's a dad? He's a dad. What do you mean he's a dad? I can walk into my living room and be like, I'm watching this TV, everybody out. He did the same thing. He pulled the dad card. You know, every part of me like wants to argue with you, but like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's true. I don't know if he's a dad or not. Who knows? But I don't have kids. I don't know how his dad thing works. He pulled the dragon card. Put it that he way. He did. He did pull so. the dragon card. And when she comes to battle, she says, my magic will tear you apart. That's her threat. That is her threat. Yeah. What I like to do is when other people are playing, mm-hmm. I walk up behind them and I'm like, get, get, and hit the threat real quick. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> On their device. On their device. You did do that to me a lot. <laughs> yes, I did. Well, at, you... I thought you were trying to mess me up. No, nah, I was just no. trying to threaten the person you're playing at the fireside event. Who was sitting next to me. Yeah. And then so... laughing at you. <laughs> It's a little different when they're right next to you and threatening them, isn't it? Yeah, like, and then, they know like it's somebody else doing it. So I'm like, sorry, that's rude. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. And then Gul'dan of the Warlock deck. He was promised immeasurable power by the demon killed Jaden, and in exchange, he corrupted the orcs. He is known as Betrayer of the Orcs. All of his knowledge that he learned was held in his skull. So people fought over his skull and they used it as a totem for demonic energies. I think someone, they actually drink out of that too. Yeah. 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 But his threatening phrase is, your soul shall suffer. We have a skull at my office. A real skull? No. Okay. But we converted it into a lamp. Okay. 
And so it's got red eyes, and so the skull part's all red. What? Well, and we call him Bob. Okay, that's logical. Well, it is, because it comes from the Dresden Files, which if you haven't watched, just look it up on the Netflix, and you can watch the Dresden Files. It's pretty okay. cool. Now, the rogue deck is represented by Valera Sanguine. I had not heard of her before I started playing Hearthstone. She was a young blood elf orphan who had to resort to stealing to survive. Imprisonment for a failed robbery led her to being sold to a gladiator trainer. She fought as part of a trio with an amnesiac human nicknamed Ghost Wolf, who turned out to be Varian Wren. Whoa. So he didn't know he was that dude. He didn't know. Because he had the amnesia. Anixia had put a curse on him to block his memories. He didn't know who she was. She made friends with him. She came back to Stormwind, helped him fight off Anixia. And she resides in Stormwind and has aligned her allegiance with Varian and Anduin, but not with the Alliance or the Horde. Oh, so she's all about the people, not the whole... Exactly. She ain't in it for the thing. No, right, 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 right. right. Yeah. And when she comes out to play, she actually says, I will be your death! Yeah. And you know, when yeah. we went back in the day uh, to the... I guess it was the Mr. Pandaria um, launch party that we had. And we had some people show up in cosplay, and they wore that same outfit that oh. the Rogue wears. Yeah, remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. Ah. That's what I think about every time I see the Rogue. It flashed me back to that right, night. So it's right, kind of right. in the night. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And then the Paladin deck is represented by Uther the Lightbringer, who is none other than the first knight to become a Paladin, and he formed the Knights of the Silver Hand. He confronted Arthas in defense of his father's ashes... And he told him, I dearly hope there's a special place in hell waiting for you, Arthas. That, you know, is that a nice thing to say? Because, I mean, it's... You know, is the definition of righteous anger. Okay, I will give you that. That is, yeah. Yes, because what Arthas was planning on doing to his father's ashes, just no, that wasn't nice. No. 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 And therefore, his threat is justice demands retribution. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Very very thematic. Very. The Druid deck is, of course, Malfurion Stormrage. Malfurion was the first Night Elf Druid. He stopped the invasion of the Burning Legion during the War of the Ancients. Recently, he spent a lot of time in the Emerald Dream. A lot of time. Yeah. Just woke up. Yeah, I know. Much to the chagrin of Tyrandy. I mean, that's our man, and he just, you know, sleeping for years at a time. It's hard to deal with. Typical dad. <laughs> he has antlers and wings, but they are a gift from the demigod Cenarius, and they show his deep connection to the earth. And one of the emotes that you can do in Hearthstone is the oops emote, which is means I did something wrong, or sometimes it can mean you did something wrong. But when Mount Furion says it, he says, a natural mistake. Ha! Ha! <laughs> See? Yeah. What they did there? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's all druid and like. Druid like, yes. Rexar the Hunter. That's a cool hunter name. It is. He's half orc, half ogre, a member of the Mokthanal clan. He actually helped Thrall conquer Duratar, and he defended the Valley of Honor in the pre-Cataclysm event. After being betrayed repeatedly by the other orcs, including Gul'dan, he completely lost faith in people and decided that he would 
make company only with animals because they were the only ones that were incapable of lies and treachery. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then he sends them in to die for him. That's true. (laughs) Uh, When he makes a mistake, he says, that didn't quite hit the mark. The hunter's mark? Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Ah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. The priest deck is represented by Anduin Wren, who is the Prince of Stormwind. He resisted his father's efforts to train him as a warrior and instead found a deep connection with the light and began priest training. Now, I think he's a little bit of a controversial hero as far as a priest goes because, I mean, he's only a teenager. Right. He does show some promise and he has made some good decisions in the Mist of Pandaria as far as keeping the peace, but... At the same time, I mean... I thought some of his conversations, uh, when you're doing the uh, the quest line for the legendary... Uh-huh. Kind of... <laughs> no, he has no clue. He's a teenager. You know, and there's there's these night off priestesses. I mean, T. Randy might have been a good hero for this. That's interesting, because I didn't realize that was him. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's that's cool. I just... Yeah. I don't... I see priests, and I'm just like, okay... Here we go. How buffed are you going to get your character? Let's mm-hmm. find out. Put the card down. Buff him up. Buff him <laughs> up. Okay, I sheeped yeah. it. Oh, you resigned. Okay. <laughs> As that happens. A lot. It really does. Yeah. They, they, you know, when you're, you know, we'll talk more about how to play in, like, in future episodes, but right now, when I get a priest and they're like, buff, 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 I'm like, okay, and sheep. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for all your efforts. So... Personally, I don't know if he was the best choice for the hero for a priest, but he's there. He he is the prince, so that's significant in some way. Yeah, maybe he'll be more of a big deal. He might be next expansion. Yeah, they could yeah. be you know they could be seeding him for something. Yeah, what, what's his uh, battle cry thing? The light shall burn you. Burn. Cool. Who's left? Could it be Garage? Garage, that's right. Garage on screen, the warrior deck. Now, we won't go into him because, Root, you went into extensive detail on Garage, his history, what makes him tick. His daddy issues. What he likes for breakfast. Hellbore. Of course. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) And and small eggs, which you can get on the auction house. That's right. For 20 gold apiece. (laughs) I'll leave it to first day and children's week. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) So check out episode 215 for an extensive biography of Garrosh. Uh, When he comes to play, he says victory or death. Which clearly, as a warrior, are the only two choices. Exactly. Or Rubik's Cube. That's what you would offer. Now, bonus hero, Lord Jaraxxus. This is a warlike legendary card. That becomes a hero. It replaces Gul'dan. Oh, interesting. He's got his own little hero abilities, and he's got his hero weapon, and he's interesting. Now, in Warcraft, he is summoned by Wilfred Fizzlebang in the Trial of Crusader. You know, the little gnome who is then yeah. immediately killed. <laughs> After he says he's like the best, you know, warlock ever, and he's like, puny warlock or whatever he says. Yeah. <laughs> You know, when you watch Avengers <laughs> and, and Hulk smashes Loki, it's like the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's like, okay, you guys play World of Warcraft. Okay, yeah. got it. 
Uh, I love this guy just because his emotes, if you know somebody, if you have it or if you know somebody has the card, uh, get, get them to do the emotes for you because everything is the same tone <laughs> no matter what he really? says. His threat, oblivion! His oops, mistake! <laughs> Except for the apology. He says, Jaraxxus is sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I laugh and I laugh and uh, yeah. That's funny. Now, of course, as we know from AOE, those are nine heroes, but there are 11 classes in World of Warcraft, <gasps> which means possibly expansion? Possibly. Possibly. That means they could add a monk hero. Quest lines or and something? A, yeah. And a death knight hero. Oh. So, Who do you think would make a good monk? I don't know. Maybe Terran Zoo? Uh, uh. Yeah. Well, no, we need more female we do. In we here. do actually yeah. get Lily in there. Oh, there you go. She is very um, yeah, spunky. Yeah, <laughs> we did a lot of quests with her. Yeah, we did. So she'd be a good choice. What yeah. about Death Knight? That's the other Death class Knight. is missing. Uh, I mean, Taryn Gorfine was the first one. Yeah, of course. Then you got you know Arthas, Lich King, Lich yeah. King. Yeah, so yeah, those would be fun classes to play. That would be. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you could. Oh. Oh. If they have the Death Knight deck you should be able to death grip a card from the other opponent oh <laughs> you should have that effect you know, like take it from him yeah see that would be nuts because you already have somewhere you copy it no they should totally mind yeah. should, like you steal it from yeah. them <laughs> and she had a little purple thing that just death grips it right on over uh and it could be the one that you put out there you know <laughs> and you've been buffing up and you just go that's mine now <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about minion on the board or are you talking about a card in their hand? Oh, on the board. Well, because there's already cards that do that. Well, then out of their hand. Or wherever See, that you would be, choose. That would be unique. Like, to have them steal a card from your hand and now they have it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those ones that copy it and stuff. Yeah, but like you said, it's just a copy. Yeah. I mean, all they of a sudden you don't away. have it and they took one. Oh, that'd be mad. What if you had, like, you know, your legendaries, you're waiting to get your nine oh. gems and you're like, it's going gone. You're like, oh! There goes my entire plan. I would just concede. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> now, if that was there, would you would you want it to be like Death Grip, a random card? Yes. Or would you want to put your no, hover random, over random, and random. select which card? Select as in, but you're only looking at the card bags. Yeah, way. I know. Oh, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. Well, here's the it's, thing. Here, check it out, right? Okay. Random is random. Random is random. Okay, now if if somebody if I was going to be death gripping a particular card from your deck, okay, and I start hovering over and you see your cards popping up, <laughs> and you're like, no, don't take that. Oh, no. Isn't there card games where you actually do that? Where you have to take a card from someone else's hand, and the other person is like trying to have a like poker a face, poker face, yeah. like not reacting. <laughs> don't think that one. I just think, like, if you watch, like, UK, you've got, like, I have Malfurion, right? Okay. And he's in, no, no, I'm sorry, I have Malagos. Okay. Right? Is He's in my deck, and he's on, he's in my hand now, and I'm waiting to get my nine gems so I can play Malagos, and you have your Death Knight, and you hover over that card, right? And, like, right next to that card is, like, a little one gem, I heal you for one point, you know? Right, right, Like, right. okay, that's my throwaway. Take that one, and you're hovering over Malfi- or Malagos right now. Yeah. And then you hover over the other card. I'm like, okay, that's, that, take that one. You hover back over Mally. I'm like, oh. Okay, it's nerve-wracking, but without the human element, without the being able to see you how and react, it's not really, it's just kind of like a time waster. I'd still do it. I mean, you do want to get the turnover as fast as possible. Like, 
I mean, since they can't see it, it isn't in sense random. Okay. Doing that in person, you would have... Fireside event? Okay. Well, you're missing the point. <laughs> that type of mechanic in an in-person game, you would have the the game of the person who's holding the cards yeah. trying not to react. Yep. Or like spacing their card out in a way... Like, okay, I'm going to hide the one that <laughs> I don't want them to take, so they're obviously going to go for the one that you've hidden, yeah. so there's that type of game. But I always, like, like, do the one that I want them to take and try to hide that. To reverse right. psychology. Exactly, that. reverse yeah. psychology. Yeah. So there's that, but if you don't have that, then... All right, so random. I, I, I still like the choosing. Yeah. Because then but it's my fault if I get a bad one. But you're not choosing. You can't see. I know, still. Okay, fair enough. While this information isn't really going to help you win your next round of Hearthstone, it is nice to know a bit more about the lore behind the characters that the decks in Hearthstone are based on. If you're going to survive Azeroth, you better bring your A-game. You better be ready. You better listen to the insights of Demonic Rick. Joining us now on Hearthcast is none other than our Canadian warlock, Demonic Rick. Rick, buddy, how are you doing today? I am doing fabulous. So you are all up in Hearthstone, I hear, huh? All up in that that joint in that business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, are you playing on an iPad? Are you playing on your computer? What do you play on? I play on the computer. I can't wait till they get on the iPhone, though. I'm like, what's taking so long? iPad. Because iPhones are be tiny. Able to get to iPhone. I don't think we'll ever see it on the iPhone. The iPhone's way too tiny for that. They set up BlizzCon that they were going to have it on Android and iPhone. Yeah, so. but Android phones can be, yeah. like, big. I think they might have said, like, Android and, like, iOS or Apple, yeah. not necessarily iPhone. I'd have to go back and check, but I don't ever see it coming out on the iPhone, personally. I hope they do, anyways. It would be fun to be able to play it wherever, like, well, on the bus or whatever. How does that work with you? Are you able to read the cards? Uh, it's it's a little bit on the difficult side to be honest. Yeah. Um, I play with a magnifying glass on the computer because it's actually really hard to read the text. Okay. And so I tried, I try and memorize the images. Okay. So so then I can just like, because I play with only a couple decks, so I can memorize the images that I have on the card. So you know what all the minions do. You just oh, yeah. kind of learn. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. It's it might be a little difficult when I play against someone else because then I might not know what the cards look like. But yeah, they get a whole bunch of stuff you haven't used before, and exactly, yeah, interesting, like the boring mage cards and stuff like that. Boring mage cards. <laughs> yeah, that is right. I am trash talking mages. That's all I play right now is my mage deck. So of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> So, what is your favorite Hearthstone character in there? What's your favorite deck? But what's your favorite card? What's your favorite everything? Gordon. Do you I love really, Gordon. Do you really play Warlock deck? Duh. I mean, Warlocks are the best. <laughs> I play Warlock in WoW. I play Warlock in Hearthstone. I play Warlock in real life. Just like okay. Charlie Sheen. So. <laughs> <laughs> You just wish you could play a warlock in real life because you could have the Eye of Kilgrog running around for you. Well, obviously, because my eyes obviously aren't that working that well. I need a Kalrog eye. I could use a couple of those. So what level is your uh, warlock deck there? 
Um, I think it's probably around level 15. I'm, I'm not a pro. I only have one legendary card. The most awesome. Illidan. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. He, he's like my brother from another mother because he's also blind in a way. True. Uh, yeah. Just uh, a elf mother. Anyways. Um, I like his, his legendary power where every time I uh, place a card on the on the field or use a spell it summons a little fell fell minion and uh it's great if i have a whole bunch of taunts on the field Mm -hmm. so uh they pretty much can't touch illidan because of all the taunt cards and i'm just like keep on summoning different minions and i can just like own the battlefield pretty quickly if they don't attack illidan so well let me ask you have you played illidan against a druid Yes, and he's like, "Hello, my brother." Right? (laughs) (laughs) I like I like that little stuff that they have. Yeah, little Easter eggs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I have to admit, every time I I play Hearthstone, I kind of uh, get so immersed into it that I even make the sound effects myself sometimes. Do you? (laughs) Yeah. What is your uh, what's your favorite deck to play against? My most frustrating deck is probably priest because yeah. like I'm I'm killing myself while they're healing themselves. Yeah, and, and every priest somehow gets that priestess in their in their hand at first, and they're sitting there healing her drawn card, healing her drawn card. You know, totally. I was playing against a warlock the other day. I was showing the guy at at work uh, Hearthstone, and I was playing against a warlock. Yeah, and the warlock. Pretty much just killed himself right on off. He just kept on like life tapping. I don't know what he was doing, and it's like doom, 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 and he was dead. And I was like, "Well, okay, I'll take that win." It's definitely a tricky deck to play because you can't do it too much. Because you know you'll kill yourself, just like how life tap used to be in WoW, where you could actually life tap yourself to death. So yeah, the blazing thing was like that too. The running, the the speed increase. You could kill yourself when it first came out because I did. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me, I'm super fast. I'm dead. What did happen? <laughs> what did I just do? But now it just like puts you to one health, I believe. Yep, it just takes you down, doesn't kill you. Yeah. So <laughs> So so do you play like often you playing a lot? Because Frex all all just about it now. That's all she does. Frex even more up in that business. She Pretty is much. she's all up in that business. Yep. It's it's addictive. Like I'll I'll be like oh I'm just gonna I'm gonna play one game maybe one quest and then five hours later oh boy uh, mm-hmm. probably shouldn't have uh, done that and maybe worked on an essay for school <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can do an essay about the addiction of Hearthstone ah. well I am in a drugs and behavior class right now for one of my psychology classes so. Hey. Uh, addictive qualities of <laughs> video games. It's a little stretch, but whatever. <laughs> Just make your whole paper. I didn't get to finish this because I was too busy. <laughs> exactly. To yeah. <laughs> I need uh, to go to GA, uh, Gamers Anonymous. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't it's those a- called fire fireside meetings? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to a nerd tavern uh, 
this Saturday. Awesome. I'm so excited. Ooh. Yeah, those are like the barcades here at Nerd Tavern. Same thing. We like we like those. But I'm going to this one other restaurant where they actually serve you in the dark and the servers are blind. I just thought it would be ironic. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Are you, are you serious? Like the restaurant's I'm, in the dark and, and the ser- like, is that a prerequisite for getting a job there? Uh, yeah, yeah. You have to be blind if, you, if you're working there because... Blind people are the best at serving them in the dark since we're stuck there. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So they couldn't really get mad at you if you didn't tip them or anything. You're like, well, I can't, they wouldn't even know, really. <laughs> well, unlike your silly American money, which everything feels the same in Canada, you can tell there's Braille on the bills. Is there really? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't know that. Well, I mean, what about credit cards? Someone pay you a credit card, and then it's like they don't put enough tip in there. Was that like another fell reaver? What is? Are you in a lion's den or something? What is that? Holy cow! Run, Rick, run! I'm in a gang. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're in a gang. Totally, dude. You should have gone with the Ezra Choppers theme. Really, come on. Lion side, yo. So, are you? <laughs> <laughs> are you uh, are you following the Azerothian chopper choppers thing yet? Uh, it's it's kind of interesting, I guess, but it's not necessarily my thing. Sure, I get that. I get that a lot. Yeah, I can't ride bikes, so why am I going to get all that interested in it? Whatever. <laughs> all right, well, I'm gonna have to look for you on Hearthstone because I'm because I'm playing more, so I'm gonna yeah, have to watch yeah. for your battle tag when you're playing, and uh, we'll have to play together and see. Your uh, your warlock deck against my mage deck. Your mage deck. Ugh. Yeah, that's do you, right. Do you like playing mage deck because of sexy Jaina? Uh, no, I like playing mage deck because of my mage deck and the cool stuff that it does, like freeze and sheep. And oh, he's got the legendary. That's why he likes it. In that too. Which legendary? Um, I have Bane. Calhoof, Blaine, <laughs> Blaine Moo Boy, yeah, and then I have um, Malagos. Ah, ah, that's cool. right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm coming to get you. Well, now I know what you got, so I can be prepared for that. Yeah, <laughs> you are not prepared. <laughs> you are not prepared. <laughs> well, hey man, thanks for stopping by tonight and getting us a little bit of insights on how you are playing Hearthstone. For shizzle, bull boy, guys. Achievement unlocked. Achievement unlocked. Let's get some stuff done. Folks, we all know 5.4 is going to be closing here pretty soon. We're going to roll on out of here. and But before we do, there are some feats of strength that we need to take care of. And joining us right now on the show is none other than Dead Guy, all the way from the Great White North. This is an international show tonight. Dead Guy, how are you? I'm doing pretty great. How about y'all? We're doing really well. So, 5.4. It's going, we know, yeah, pretty much, I guess what they say, November, December. So, we know fall, Christmas, whatever. Um, what's going away? What, what, what's being converted into a feat of strength that we should all go out and do, like, now? Uh, the big notable one that's going to take the most effort is going to be all current challenge modes. Uh, everything associated with them, all the individual bronze, silvers, golds, and the meta achievements of earning all the bronze, silvers, golds will become no longer obtainable next patch. Yeah, and I'm still having a hard time getting just into one of those groups because I don't want to go farm for the gear, really. So. Well, as I uh, talked with you, uh, you don't need that good of gear to go for silvers. Yeah. I mean, you, 
you need to get rid of like there's some stuff that you really can't have like the amplify trinkets from siege of orgrimmar like for casters purified bindings of immersius those don't work in challenge modes because how they are beneficial is they are a percentage ramp up on already high stats and since your stats are going to be much lower in challenge mode and the percentage ramp is much lower because it's scaled down in eye level those trinkets are basically worthless See, I kind of think that what they ought to do is just go, okay, you're a level 90, this is boom, and you're done. Here are all your stats. We're going to lock them in. That way people don't have to go min-max and everything else. It just Here it is. These are the stats, and it is statically locked when you walk into challenge mode. Uh, that is currently how arena realms work, from what I understand. Uh, everybody has arbitrary amounts of resources, and they all have the same gear to buy from. And it's just like picking between a couple pieces. Like, do you want the hit mastery piece, or do you want the expertise crit piece? And there's like two choices per slot, or something like that. That's actually a lot like how the current arena realm works. What they notice is that some players enjoy min-maxing, and I actually enjoyed going through loot lists through WoW and enjoying figuring out what the best in slot pieces were. I enjoy that play, I guess you could call it. Now, uh, there is being at the mercy of RNG of whether or not the items drop is another matter, and I don't enjoy that. Of uh, Like, for instance, for uh, DPS Warriors, the best in slot challenge mode bracers are randomly generated with random secondary stats bracers out of Throne of Thunder. So first, I had to roll to see, you had to do the internal roll to see if the item dropped, and then it had to see if it rolled the correct secondary stats. Oh wow, yeah. So that was not fun. I actually had the bracers drop like three or four times, and never did it have the correct secondary stats. That's got to be frustrating. Yes, but anyway, we're not talking about uh, specifically uh, warriors and challenge modes. We're talking about how the achievements are going away, or rather, no longer obtainable. Uh, what thematically is happening is just like how arena seasons have worked in the past, since challenge modes are a competition, it's competing against other people from your realm to get realm best times, which is the fastest clear you can get, uh, completing this dungeon on challenge mode difficulty. Since it's a competition, uh, when this expansion ends, Blizzard has decided that to be the quote-unquote end of season and then the final end of season rewards will go out and no one will be able to earn anything new for those challenge modes because they will be no longer accessible just like how burning crusade arenas are no longer available that makes you sense, can't though. you can't go back to level 70 with burning crusade talents and burning crusade abilities and fight in burning crusade arenas to try and earn the burning crusade arena titles and mounts Th- those are no longer obtainable for that the same idea they're doing that with challenge modes that makes sense. Um, actually, one of the things they're doing that I like, because I'm a mount collector, uh, currently how the uh, challenge mode reward structure is. Uh, you get all bronzes. You get a title that works cross account. Uh, I forget what it is. Give me just a second. I'll talk while I look that up. If you earn all silvers, you earn a single phoenix mount. It's called the Pendaren Phoenixes. Uh, they don't look like any other phoenixes in game because they're not on fire. Uh, but they have the same basic model. They just look like actual birds. And you get to pick one of four as it currently stands. And you can only ride that mount on that character. How they are changing it if you have earned Challenge Conqueror silver on any character on your account. With patch 6.0, instead of having one mount on that character, you will be able to purchase all four mounts, and they will be all cross-account. Ooh. So I'm really excited. Basically, with patch uh, 6.0, just the pre-patch, just by logging in, I'm going to get three more mounts. Just poof. Just showing up. Awesome. 
And since I'm a mount collector, I'm kind of excited about that. Ah, here's the title that's available for bronze. It is called The Undaunted. The Undaunted. Yes. Uh, that, that particular title will be no longer obtainable. Challenge Conqueror Gold, which is get all the challenge modes of gold difficulty. Uh, actually, let me back up just a sm- uh, slight amount. Unlike the achievements for earning bronze or silver for an individual challenge mode, the individual challenge mode achievements for gold actually have a reward for each one. It's called Path of the X, where X is a name based on which dungeon it's from, where it's on an eight-hour shared cooldown amongst all of them that teleports you to that dungeon. I also like to collect teleports, and it's really nice uh, doing challenge modes. Got me nine new teleports. Oh, nice. And what's even cooler is they're not even items. They're just spells you learn. Wow. Um, you know how in currently your primary spells go, this is your this is what your class learns, like for warriors it's bloodthirst or for warlocks corruption or serpent sting for your hunters, right? And then there's the general tab where you have like guild abilities like mass resurrection, right? Mm-hmm. Uh the teleport spells go in the general tab. And I think they're called Challenger's Paths. Oh, that's cool. Interesting. So yeah, it doesn't even take up item slot. I just have in my spellbook, Dead Guy has for now and forevermore, nine teleport spells that come next X-Pack will be never obtainable ever again. Mm. Where do they go? Uh, they go to all the dungeons. So I have one to Mizao Temple, one to Gate of the Setting Sun, Shalomance, and all the rest. All right. I, I can see that. I'm just I'm trying to picture if that's going to be useful come 6.0. Basically, it's not going to be useful for every day-to-day stuff. But uh, actually, uh, since included in there is Scarlet Monastery, which is really close to Undercity. Uh, if you yeah. to Undercity for any reason. Like, say you're in Draenor and you're like, I need to go to Undercity for this specific reason. To buy a like, cockroach. Yes, sure, to buy a cockroach. Uh, I could hearthstone to the capital city in Draenor. Then from there, there might be a portal in there to Undercity. Or I could just go, hey, I'm out in the middle of the world. I don't want to put my hearthstone on cooldown. Or it's already on cooldown. Let me just go teleport to right next to Undercity. And then fly the rest of the way there. Sure, that makes sense. I like that idea. Um, it's also going to be useful, like, uh, say, you know how I'm a mount farmer, of course. Um, a lot of these teleports are get you a lot closer to mount dropping world bosses or raids than just traditional hearthstone points or mage portal points. So, like, uh, let's see, Siege of Nizao Temple is pretty close to the portal to Throne uh, Isle of Thunder. If I ever mm-hmm. wanted to go to Isle of Thunder to kill Nalek or to go Throne of Thunder, instead of getting a portal to Shrine and then taking a long flight path to uh, Shadowpain Garrison, I could just teleport to Siege of Nizao Temple and look, oh, look, I'm already in the correct zone. I'm already in the correct section of the zone. I just have to fly a little bit north. That's nice. I did hate going to that uh, Isle of Thunder. Yes, yeah. the travel there was just unnecessarily long. It was. Now, that doesn't get into Challenge Conqueror Gold. That's the meta achievement for earning all nine golds. What that gets you is a class-specific transmog set that you can only get on that character that you're in gold with. I personally think that most of the sets look really bad. <laughs> but that is, of course, this is, of course, a subjective opinion. Uh, every class is a different set. Um, I personally think ones like the Paladin looks pretty good. I think the Warlock looks awesome. Uh, the Warlock set is particularly awesome. Of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, right, right. Uh, but uh, it's also going to be something that's no longer obtainable. So even if you don't like your set because uh, it looks particularly awesome, 
Uh, if you earn it and then come patch 6.0, no one's going to be able to earn it ever again. So you'll have something that's no longer obtainable. Oh, and I want to be clear, both the teleports from gold and the transmog set from earning all the golds are character specific. They are not cross account. So if your main, Root's main is his warlock. Uh, if he wants the transmog set on Fruit, his mage, uh, then he has to earn golds on his mage. So all of this stuff will become no longer obtainable completely. Currently, uh, this is something I don't necessarily completely agree with. I understand why they're doing it, but I don't really agree with it. Uh, currently, there are already feats of strength. If you had ever at any point earned a realm best time for a given challenge mode. Uh, you keep the feat of strength, even if you no longer have the best time, just to signify you were the best on the realm at some point. Oh, that's nice. Currently, the current holders of the realm best time get a special title. Ah. Uh, I think like the one from Sholomance is you get the title Necromancer. Whoa. Yeah. Some of them are actually really good. The, what they're doing is, because the title can only get passed around because no one can earn a better time because the season is ending, they are taking those away. They're taking the titles away? Yes. Ooh. You keep the feat of strength you earned, but no one will have the title. Oh, wow. Okay. What they are doing in recompense is anyone who earned any realm best time at any point throughout the entire x that was tracked. Uh, you will get a title called Mistwalker, and you will everyone who earned any of those uh, feats of strength at any point will get that title. And that title will also go no longer obtainable. I actually don't have that, and I'm probably not going to get it, because realm best times on most realms are locked down by uh, min-maxed comps with min-maxed gear and perfect execution. And Warrior's not even in that comp. I would have to re-roll. So, yeah, I'm not going to get that title. But, yeah, me neither. Oh well. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, my personal opinion is that anyone who could play your class at any competence, any reasonable competence, uh, can get silvers. They're really not that hard. They're pretty forgiving. You have to put in some effort, and you have to put in willingness to go, go, go. Look up strats, uh, potions, flasks, uh, reforge properly, all that noise. You do have to put the effort in, but I firmly believe that most people can get silver. Bronze is actually pretty easy. You can wipe like five or six times and still get bronze. Bronze is really lenient. Uh, gold is where you have to start having some pretty crazy execution and start having really good mastery of your class mechanics and the class mechanics of your teammates because you have to work together. And also you need to start looking into getting min-maxed gear for challenge modes to make golds not crazy. But, point being, uh, even if you're starting just now, if you can play your class to any competence, I think anyone could get silvers if they put the effort in. It will take effort, but I think most people can do it. You can do it. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. Uh, that's it for challenge modes, feats of strength that go away at the end of this patch. Uh, the other ones that are a lot more obvious are the PvP achievements for the end of season, of course, and which happens at the end of every PvP season. Nothing is new about this. It's been going on this way since, what, Burning Crusade, right? Right. The other one like this is, of course, the achievements for Ahead of the Curve and the Cutting Edge, uh, which these are relatively new. They were only introduced this X-Pack, but they have been going on since the first tier of this X-Pack. Uh, what is different is Ahead of the Curve, this tier, rewards a mount. Ooh. Ooh. 
the Corcon Warwolves, which, because it's awarded from a feat of strength, and the feat of strength says kill Garrosh before patch 6.0, this mount will go no longer obtainable next X-Pack. Now, because I like to collect feat of, feats of strength, even ones that don't really mean anything, uh, basically what happens is 10-man and 25-man Garrosh normal are separate ahead of the curve achievements. So I have, on my main, killed Garrosh 10. I got my way into a Garrosh 25 on my ult, and now I have both feats of strength. You don't get the mount twice. It's not two different mounts. It's just, uh, I just wanted both the entries in my feats of strength list. The heroic is also the same way. Heroic does not give a mount nor a title that goes away, but the achievement is far more prestigious because you killed Garrosh heroic while he was still current content. Plus it looks better. Yes, it does. To be clear, uh, something that's tied into this that's going away, 10-man and 25-man, normal and heroic, Siege of Orgrimmar, are going away forever at the end of this patch. A lot of people I've talked to don't haven't realized this. Yeah, I didn't realize uh, that. Blizzard is retuning and remaking Siege of Orgrimmar to fit the new raid paradigm they are using for WAD. Okay. So there will be LFR still. There will be normal which is 10 to 25 man flexible scaling. Uh, that is pretty easy that most people can do without too much effort. Then there will be heroic, which is 10 to 25 flexible scaling. That is current difficulty analogous to current normal. And then there will be mythic Siege of Orgrimmar, which will be 20 man only, which will be analogous to current heroic difficulty. This is the first time since I've been paying attention that Blizzard has completely retuned an entire raid tier while it was still current content. They've commonly done the, we scale it back, make it easier over time to let more and more people see the content. But no, this is the first time they've changed, you know, the raid size, number of people in it, uh, the amount of loot that drops, just completely restructuring it. Because they are doing this during the pre-patch before WAD is released. So while this is still current, now most people are going to be basically done with uh, Siege at this point because they will either have completed it or reach the point that they they feel that they're done and have stopped. But uh, for people who are still raiding, the current content is just going to up and change. And I think this is kind of going to be kind of exciting and interesting to see it happen in a given tier like this. So if you want any unique rewards from any of the LFR from this X-Back, I would make sure you get them before WAD's released. Now, LFR is not going to close with patch 6.0. It's going to come with patch 6.0 point whatever, whatever they called wad release i don't they always change the number uh but yes that is going to go away it's going to be no longer obtainable once you level up any other crazy stuff are they gonna like nuke any zones or anything where you can't go get some quest achievements or anything not as far as i know there is the possibility that a couple npcs and everything related to them in orgrimmar are going to go away like high overlord runthrak uh currently is required to obtain a leatherworking pattern uh he's an npc in orgrimmar uh, what happens is after you kill Anixia and turn in the head, this was designed for level 60 content, but turning in the level 80 Anixia head still activates it, so it's fine. Uh, once you turn in Anixia's head quest, uh, if you go talk to, after it's all done, you go talk to High Overlord Runthrak. If you're a leather worker, he'll say, hey, I noticed you killed Anixia and you're a leather worker. Let me teach you this recipe. And he teaches you how to make the Anixia scale cloak. It's not useful for anything. Its transmog value is very meh. Uh, but if you're a recipe collector, you're obviously going to want this. Uh, High Overlord Runthrak canonically dies in Siege of Orgrimmar. Uh, he's actually a trash mob right before Nazgrim. Uh, do you remember the trash pack of four demolishers and an orc that are guarding Gammon while he's chained to a tree? Yes. That orc is Hyverlord Runthrak. Oh, because that's my job. I go talk to the guy to get him unchained. 
Yes, yes. So Runthrak dies right there. Uh, also, there's some orc warlock trainers that die in Siege of Orgmar as well. They're not killed by the player, but they die anyway. Uh, they're ones that concern quests for Ragefire Chasm, which, you know, is nowhere near current content. But uh, if you want these quests, just to say you've done these quests, these particular quests might go away because uh, specifically the one I'm thinking of is Niru Fireblade canonically finally dies. Finally. He's been plotting <laughs> against the Horde since Vanilla, and Thrall didn't put him down, and Garrosh let him hang out for a couple of years. Garrosh finally, you know, killed him this, uh, during Siege of Orgrimmar, or rather had him killed. It was one of his, uh, one of Garrosh's few purges that I would agree with, because Nehru Fireblade really was just a demon sympathizer. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Don't need those guys around. No, you don't. No, no, ones that actually want to bring the Burning Legion in and, you know, torch Azeroth. I don't, I, I'm not in for that. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Exactly. If anybody's going to lead an army and to kill people, it's going to be Garage, not that guy. Kill him. It, exactly, exactly. Uh, that actually wouldn't surprise me if that was a lot of the motivation of Garage was, hey, I don't want any competition and taking over the world. <laughs> what? Someone else wants to take over the world? That's my idea. Kill them now. Exactly, exactly. What else? Anything else going away? I mean, the old dark portal is changing, so if you wanted, you know, to take a screenshot with the dark portal before it changes color, you could do that. See, now, I had heard somewhere, and maybe they changed it since the last time I heard about it, that it's going to be the green dark portal up until a certain level, and then it'll be the new dark portal for you. That may be. I was unaware, and that makes actually complete and total sense. Because it's not letting you totally skip <laughs> going out to Outlands yet. It makes sense, yeah, except yeah. it doesn't. It makes sense game-wise. It makes absolutely zero sense logically. <laughs> Ta- time Timeline and all that. Yeah, yes, exactly. I agree with that statement. What? I agree with the statement. Blizzard mess with the timeline? Come on. <laughs> what are you talking about? They only explicitly from the word go had time-traveling dragons. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shh. Don't think about it. Just shh. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, if you're Alliance and you want to kill, you know, Garrosh in a raid the enemy capital city, this might be your last chance. Oh, true. Because he's probably going to get replaced with Vol'jin or as Warchief. I still have no idea who's going to be the Orc racial leader. Hmm. My vote is Agra. Really? I thought she was really two-dimensional and boring. Well, they've reworked the model, so she's more looking 3D now. <laughs> Yeah. You're terrible. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> but no, seriously, no, I think she'd be good, dude. My vote will always be for Sorfang. I thought that because, was Sourfang. No, it's Sorfang. Because the Sorfangs are awesome. Oh, it's yeah. the only family to wound a Titan. Broxigar uh, cutting uh, Sargeras. And yeah, the, the, there's the whole uh, back in Manila where High Overlord Sorfang was uh, harder than Thrall in a city raid. Which I thought was hilarious and amazing. So he has the kick-ass. He has the family name. I really think he would just be the best orc racial leader. Yeah, all right. Well, I think it's Agra versus him. We'll find out. <laughs> and, of course, it's going to be someone completely different. Yeah, like Thrall's baby. You haven't heard much of him. He's going to come up quick. Yeah, yeah. To demonically age some... him, and then he'll be there. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, uh, Root, if you or heck, anyone wants any help talking about challenge mode here, 
They can contact me on, you know, the Tanaris server. I play Dead Guy, uh, Horde, Warrior, a lot. Uh, they can also try to message me on Twitter. I am at Kerboden, K-I-R-B-O-D-I-N. And I check both those things a lot. And I would love to talk to people about challenge modes. I'm probably not going to do any more challenge modes because I finished all my golds and I don't want to earn anything else with it. But in terms of details of how to gear, I'd be more than happy to talk to people about that. Awesome. Thank you for that very much. That's going to be awesome. I think you will get some uh, some people hit you up on that too because uh, I know you walked me through it pretty extensively. I took notes and I went, man, that's a lot to do. So <laughs> remember, remember, there's different levels like the high end that takes a ton of work. That would be if you wanted to go for golds and get really serious about it. Uh, when I when you said that you were mostly just interested in silvers, I realistically told you that you only needed to change one trinket. Yeah, it was just the trinket I need to get rid of. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it took, you know, Dega, him offering this is actually pretty cool for our listeners because this is something you're not going to get anywhere else. So do hit him up on Twitter or find them on Tanaris and, uh, and get that information because it'll just load you up in the armory and get you everything you need to know. Uh, and then that'll help you get this feat of strength before 5.4 is done and the warlords of Draenor are upon us. Right, right, right. One parting comment. Remember that uh, the cutting edge achievements are going away, but currently Siege of Orgrimmar is cross-realm on all difficulties. So if you can't find a group to get that kill before it turns into a no longer obtainable feat of strength, don't be afraid to try cross-realm stuff from, you know, there's stuff like OQ, Open Raid, among other things. So basically just don't be afraid to go cross-realm. That's how I did it on my old. I cross-realm every Thursday night. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Dega, thank you again so much for joining us and imparting your knowledge with us. And I do hope that people do take you up on your offer for your uh, challenge mode tutorials and help. So thanks a lot. Sure thing, sure thing. In gaming headlines this week. Role playing the role play. I don't know if you saw this uh, or not, Freck. This happened over here, of course. It's weird news, so it's going to come out of Florida. Of course. I hate that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like you see some really funky story and you go, don't be either, Florida, don't be Florida. Don't. Oh. It's either in Florida or at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> or Walmart or, in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so people role play, right? Yes. Okay. Of course. And, you know, sometimes people role play and they get really involved in that community. It could be some doing some LARPing. But if you're going to run, in particular for a public office, like state representative level, you know, like serious public office stuff, you may want to distance yourself from your role-playing life, you know, especially if um, that character that you're playing in your role-play is a vampire named Chaz Darling, Hmm. and that you might have, like, left some pretty explicit threats to other people in your (laughs) role-play, you know... (laughs) Was the threat obvious that it was a role-playing threat, not an actual threat? It was It was a role-play feud going on. Now, this is a guy named Jake Rush. He's a lawyer by day, by the way. You know, So he's got a real job, which is cool. He's a prominent member of the National Mind's Eye Society and Florida's Covenant of the Poisoned Absinthe. And one of his, like we said, one of his main characters is named Chaz Darling. And Chaz apparently left an explicit body parts blooding threat to a role player that he was feuding with. 
if it's role play or not, if you're not a role player, you don't understand that. Now, we've had this conversation very similar to this before that gamers speak, and if you overhear gamers speaking, what that sounds like to the non gamer. Okay. Right. So, this is that same thing. What role players say, overheard by non role players, you don't know. That's true. So, if you have this politician, guys, be running for state representative, threatening somebody's in whatever manner that he's feuding with, whether it be RP or not. You know, yeah, just, that's why I'm glad we have battle tags as opposed to the real ID, like my name. Out of, you know, and I'm, now, me personally, in my life, I'm very forward about my, my World of Warcraft playing. Right. When, and we've said this before, in job interviews where I work, when I'm interviewing somebody, I ask them about what they do in the off time for leisure, for fun. And if they mention gaming, I tend to explore that. This recently happened again where we're doing a job interview for a position we have and, you know, hey, what are you doing in your off time for fun? Outside of this, all this, I know you have all this technical stuff down here on your resume. That's really cool. I know you don't do that for fun. Even though you're going to tell me you do, I know you don't. <laughs> so what do you really do for fun? And then again, well, what, well you know, this, we do this, we do that, we do some gaming. You're okay, well, what kind of gaming? You know, for for our company in a training and simulation environment, gaming is actually relevant. And I've said that before. So it is a relevant course of, of, of questioning to follow. So he mentions a couple of games. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mentions World of Warcraft. Hmm. So, you know, mind you, I have to set the scene. This guy's sitting across a large conference room table from me. To my right is my colleague. And one further down is our HR representative. And I'm now pursuing this line of gaming. Okay. <laughs> questioning in the gaming. <laughs> And I was like, so, okay, let's go back to this World of Warcraft thing. Um, you know, how many characters? Do you have any max level? Or no, I said, uh, what's your what's your highest level character? Well, I, I've got three 90s. Oh, okay. Um, What particular classes are those? Well, I've got a paladin, I've got a monk, and I've got whatever the other one was. I don't recall right now. I was like, oh, okay. That's cool. Um, What faction? Well, we're just not going to talk about that right now. All right. Not the right answer to give me. And here's why. I want to justify this. Okay. I don't care what faction they are. Right? Okay, right. If they play Horde, if they play Alliance, I'm not going to belittle them for either. I want them to answer. The best answer would be one of each or whatever. I play both factions because that would let me know that someone is interested in being more of a completionist. Seeing both sides of the story. Okay. You know, I can get all philosophical on this, but I'm not going to. But to tell me, you know, to avoid that little bit of conflict, even though it really wasn't conflict, it was perceived conflict, was just like, Because eh. mm. usually, freckle face, those people who play a particular faction in this game will stand up for that particular faction in this game. That's if true. they play both, then they're going to say, yeah, I play both. Yeah, okay. But to be all, uh, we're not going to go down that line right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny, it didn't answer my question, but it was just interesting to see that come back up again uh, in there. But I wonder, has 
role playing ever? I mean, I don't know what the outcome for this guy, uh, this Jake Rush is going to be. I know he had a lot of media backlash. And what's interesting is that the role playing community wasn't mad at him. They're not mad at his opponent for, for attacking him. They're mad at the coverage that they're getting from the newspaper because it's not portraying the role playing community in the right light. That's true. Because inherently there's nothing wrong with it. So just because you don't understand something doesn't make it wrong or right or anything. But I'm wondering, with with have you ever or our listeners ever run in a situation where either role playing or a game that you play, be it World of Warcraft or hopefully World of Warcraft, um, ever hindered you in any way? Because for me, someone asked me, yeah, I play well. What do you do? Uh, and I tell them all about it. You know, and then they go, "Oh, so you you really like this game? Do you know anything?" You know, they go, "Well, here's where it gets a little weird." So I have this whole podcast thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm just proud of it. I'm not, just, you know, it's it's part of me. It's what I do. So uh, kind of that's where I come from, and I'm just curious as you know, other people's how how they come of it. Is it something that they're, you know, not seeing at the broadcast to everybody, but it's something that you back down from or shy away from, or you know, do you step up and own it? Be our question of the week. Do you step up and own your role playing and your your world of warcrafting and whatever else you do? Let us know up on Twitter. I'll probably ask a question on Tuesday when this airs, and I will see what we get. Thank you guys, every one of you, for listening to episode number 217 of HearthCast. We cannot wait to be with you again in episode number 218, where we're going to be talking about emotes. That's going to be a lot of fun, a lot more than you probably think there are. So I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Folks, we are in May. That means it's my birthday month, which means we've got uh, some meetups going to happen at Firkin and Kegler. Uh, you guys can come out for that. That's going to be on the second Friday of this month, which is the 9th, if I see the calendar right. Did you change the date? Yeah, it says May on our WoW calendar on the wall. Thank it you, Frank. No problem. You know, see a picture? Um, it looks like it's the dark portal and... It's a blood elf and a drain eye. Oh, yeah. How about that? In the nether. I saw the twisting nether from here. I could see that. Uh-huh. It's kind of far away. <laughs> but, <laughs> so that's going to be on the second Friday, which looks like, like I said before, it's on the 9th of May. Uh, we'll be out there at Firkin and Kegler, 6 p.m. Come join us there if you can, if you're in the Orlando area. Uh, we've also have another one coming up. Uh, we'll have that one future announced. We'll probably talk about that next episode. Uh, maybe even try to do our fireside event at that Ooh. one, too. Folks, if you'd like to play a round of AOE with us, just let us know. We need about 20 minutes of your time on any given Thursday night between 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern time. Remember, you don't have to be exactly right to win. And we, Freck, are one week away from the final challenge from Gremlins. Are you ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> I am not ready. Okay. I have been lax. Lax. I have been lax. No, it's not good. I need to go study my warlock numbers a little better now because it's going to be, I just have a feeling that these are going to be warlock questions. Have that hunch? I'm having that hunch. The intuition? Yeah. That premonition? Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or druid questions, which I don't know anything about because I boosted. (laughs) True. Yeah, you did. So... You know, win, lose, or draw, it's going to be a fun time. So we're looking forward to Gremlins next week on that one. And uh, we're looking forward to all of you coming back and checking us out. So as we close the show, we want to thank all of you for listening. You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. 
Send an email to podcast at hearthcast.com. You can tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot. You can like our Facebook page or even send us a voice message on hearthcast.com using SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. A big thank you to our friends over to Open Read for everything they do. You can find HearthCast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for HearthCast.com. Hello, everybody. It's Broadway Blues with another episode of Aspect of the Daddy, where I talk about technology, toddlers, and Tylenol. Well, I don't know anybody that couldn't use a couple extra bucks every week. And uh, today I'm going to talk about two apps that are available for your phone and um, will help bring a little extra cash for um, not really a whole lot of effort. So the two apps are called GigWalk. That's iOS and Android, and another one called Easy Shift. Now, Easy Shift is iOS only, but GigWalk is for both. So, if you have an Android phone, um, you can go ahead and use GigWalk. There is a little bit of a difference between the two apps. So, basically, GigWalk and Easy Shift, um, basically, they have it. It's kind of like Secret Shopper, but GigWalk is more like uh, I don't know how to describe it. Where on Easy Shift, you might go in and do something like um, take pictures of serial displays. Uh, a gig walk might have you actually going in and talking to a manager and setting up a display. Having said that, gig walk tends to pay a little bit more than Easy Shift does. For instance, today I went out and did a whole bunch of Easy Shifts. For some reason, Dollar General is asking for Frito-Lay um, audits. So what I did today is I went into a Dollar General, took pictures of the Frito-Lay display, and um, answered a bunch of questions through the app and then submitted it. Each one of these gigs uh, got me $8. So it's adding up pretty good, and today I think I got about $75 in. Now, it's not always that good. There are not always gigs available, but Easy Shift and Gig Walk, between the two of them, on any given weekend or so, you should be able to at least pick up one or two jobs, which should equate to, you know, anywhere from $10 to $12. And uh, after a while, all that adds up. Both apps have a rating system, so the more jobs that you do, the more jobs will be available to you. So check them out. GigWalk is available for iOS and Android. Easy Shift is available for iOS only. And both of these apps will help bring a little bit of extra spending money into your uh, budget. And the best deal is, if you were going to that place anyway, why not do it? 
So, that's another episode of Aspect of the Daddy. Caleb's here, and he's being very quiet. Do you want to say hi? Mm-mm. You don't want to say hi? You can find me on Twitter, at Broadway Blues, on the web, at AspectOfTheDaddy.com. If you want to shoot me an email, it's John, at Aspect of the Daddy. Until next time, see you later. Say bye. Bye. <laughs>